You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Bell, joined as always by Brian Broaddus, former Super Bowl winning NFL scout and co-host of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, Monday through Friday, 2 to 7 p.m. Central. Uh, We're out here in Oxnard, California. By the time you guys hear this, uh, it will be our final, well, not ours. It'll be Brian's final day in Oxnard. I'll be here through Wednesday. Uh, But Brian, uh, last padded practice of of your trip here, you got to see three of them. Uh, I want to open up and just have us kick around this discussion about what we think about what we've seen from these padded practices. Maybe guys who have shown up a little bit more uh, with the pads coming on, maybe some guys who have faded a little bit, and just overall takeaways from this last week. Um, so anything standing out to you after this uh, this week of three padded practices? I think the thing that has stood out to me the most is this defensive line has a chance to do something, I think, pretty good. And I think there's, from a rushing aspect, Bobby, from a playing run defense aspect, I've been super impressed with what's going on at defensive tackle. I've been impressed with what's going on at defensive end. I really like the combination of the two, uh, the two groups. And I think they're, I've said this before. I think they're the, 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 the best coach or the, the well coached, mm-hmm. most well coached of the groups of the positions. Um, I, I, it just, to me, I felt like that watching these this line that that they really took it to these offensive linemen, and I'm not just talking about backup guys. I mean, when you're talking, they they took it to Zach Martin, they took it to Tyron Smith, you know. And so, I'm not saying that every single battle was won by the tackles or by the ends, but enough to where I was like, going, okay, this group has got a chance. Yeah, to, to be good. It's one of those things where a good indication of how the coaches are feeling about what's going on. Just, just hear who they're, who they're calling out. Like, you know, after play is done yeah. and consistently you're hearing, there it is Osa. Yeah. Or that's what I'm talking about. Osa. And you just hear, and it's not just from the position coaches. You hear it from Dan Quinn. Right. Talk to him, and you hear other players like, Oh, that's it. D law. That's what we needed. All right, Dorrance. That's it. That's good. DA. Like they are all over the place. This defensive line. Um, and, and I think that, when we've seen some of these padded practices, the the Tuesday practice we talked about that earlier this yeah. week was dominated in the trenches by the defensive line. Right today, uh, when we watched the Thursday practice, the third padded practice, not nearly as much. It wasn't as a, a dominant performance, but I think still you've got the defensive line winning the trenches just about every day so far in these practices, and that's caused Dak to honestly, I, I think it's given me yeah. some some confidence in seeing Dak moving around and evading this rush, which they're not going to sack him. They're not going to take him down. But it makes me feel better about, okay, Dak's getting out there on the move. He's throwing the ball on the move. He's breaking the pocket. He's, he's running in these practices. I, I felt 
in, in the process of not feeling great about how the offensive line has looked at times, I feel really good about seeing Dak moving out there and the skills. No, I, I think you're absolutely right about that. You know, with, with, with this defensive line though. Okay. In the, we, this is the first time today that we'd seen one-on-one receivers first defensive backs yep. and really defensive backs struggle badly today. Yeah. And I wonder if they struggled badly because the pass rush wasn't there because then you, when you went to the team aspect of things, it wasn't as easy for Dak. It wasn't as easy for Cooper Rush. It wasn't as easy for Will Greer. It wasn't as easy on the outside. Yeah. So the one-on-one stuff was, I, I mean, and you're going to see videos from camp depending on who you follow, and you're going to see Simi Fajoko run right by run right Trayvon by Dix, run right by Dix. And then you look at the mentions behind it and you're, and everybody's like, Oh my God, Dix, what happened to Dix? What's wrong with Dix? What's, you know, it's one time, but, but Dix wasn't alone today in the one-on-one stuff. He really wasn't. But I wonder if this secondary is playing better because of what we've seen up front where Dak has had to move. Uh, uh, Cooper Rush has had to move. Those throws haven't been as clean in the pocket. And, haven't been as accurate. Dak, deep throws today, Dak didn't miss one yeah. in the one-on-one stuff. Dak in the team periods, though, has missed it. And I think that's big a little bit because of guys on that defensive line have taken him off his platform a little bit. Yeah, I think that's a. I think that's definitely part of it. I mean, you and I have talked on here before also that, it, like, I think you had – I don't know if we talked about this on the podcast or you just brought it up, uh, you know, off air when we were chatting about stuff is that – Maybe the reason we haven't seen these one-on-ones, though, is because that's naturally advantageous to a receiver. There's no question. Because you get, you're asking the corner to press with no help behind him, and the receiver's got, you know, 60 yards deep in the entire width of the field to do whatever they want. And so it, it naturally lends to the receiver having an advantage right at the snap. Um, and, and then you have that, NFL officials there yep. that are going to call holding right off the jump. It's, you know, if in fact you get out of position. And then you grab and or you try and you know work your way back into position. For all and for all of the challenges that the defensive backs had today, I don't know if you saw this. I, I don't think we got a chance to talk about it leading up to today, but I'm curious if you saw it. Did you see how bad TJ Vasher wrecked Kelvin Joseph? Yeah. On like three. I mean, Joseph got flagged for holding on two of these reps. It, it, so so he was close enough and, and doing enough, uh, you know, being handsy enough that he got flagged for it and still Vasher got clearly open by the end of the pass. I mean, completely shook him off at the sideline on one of them. And Vasher's not like a super agile, you know, quick kind of a player. He's, he's a big body guy who, who makes his name with the contested catches. And he was just dropping Kelvin Joseph. I thought as, as anonymous as Kelvin Joseph had been, and as much as Kelvin Joseph had been in position, but struggled to finish plays when, when the pads weren't on, I think the pat when the pat since the pads have come on, I think Calvin Joseph has just been bad a lot of times. Yeah, um, had a chance, and I think you were standing there in the walk off. Dan Quinn spoke with the media, and then we had the opportunity to walk off with him. Mm-hmm. And I asked Dan about Kelvin Joseph. I, I said, you know, is what what's the you know, what's the struggle here? What's the what's the the issues and stuff and. You know, and I, I kind of feel like that Kelvin Joseph right now has no confidence yeah. playing. I, I really don't. When when Kelvin Joseph is bad, he grabs. And when he's really bad, he grabs even more. And, you know, and 
I think he just has not had any where where Browns made plays, Lewis has made plays, Diggs has made plays. We haven't seen Kelvin Joseph and Nishan Wright's made more yeah. plays. And Dan Quinn likes to point out that Nishan Wright and 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 uh, and your guy uh, is is doing you know is doing really really well. I mean, yeah, and, Taylor Stewart, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, and he, you know, Kelvin Joseph is doing. You know, again, I'm sorry, just a lot of no, stuff going my head. We, we have but, 90 names. Yeah, but, but half Kelvin, these guys aren't going to be. But here. we're talking about <laughs> Kelvin Joseph, <laughs> yeah. and that's what I'm saying. I. You know, I feel like Nation Wright has been a better player than Kelvin Joseph. Now, 100%. maybe when, maybe when the lights come on in Denver next Saturday, as we do this game, you know, we got practice against the Broncos next week. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast but maybe when those lights come on that kelvin joseph will be a better player right now he hasn't been a better player and you know i i think dan quinn has shown i mean he's like hey there's nothing wrong with the guy right now he's dan quinn's been super super positive about the player but also Dan Quinn was the one that stuck his neck out for the player as well. Yeah, and I, th- I think that those guys you just talked about, Anthony Brown, the guy with a literal chip tattooed on his shoulder, yeah. Trayvon Diggs, who is for the next you know seven, eight years is going to be the leader of that secondary. Mm-hmm. Um, Jordan Lewis, who is Mr. Plays with an edge, is tough. Is Pound for pound, Jordan Lewis may be the toughest player on this football team to me. Yeah. Um, and, and Jordan Lewis, by the way, we'll reference this. like almost getting in a fight with CeeDee Lamb today out of practice. He did call um, CeeDee Lamb out. Yeah, he, he did. Uh, it makes me wonder that is that the difference here that, that we're seeing in, in this competition is that we're talking about a couple of headstrong individuals versus a guy who seems to have trouble, Kelvin Joseph, in you know, some of the stuff between the years. Basically. I think, I think he's had a really rough offseason, and and that I think that's. A lot of it his own doing. Yeah, a lot of it's his own doing. And, you know, and for what he all went through, you know, whether you believe him, like him, whatever, you know, the the Cowboys believed enough of him to draft him in the second round. And they knew the potential pitfalls with the player. You know, and I'm not saying the player, he is a talented individual. You could see that. The problem is he is not playing like a talented individual right now. He's playing like a guy that has zero confidence. He's got zero technique. He doesn't trust anything he's doing. 
because even when he seems to be in position, they catch the ball on him, yeah. whether it's over the top, whether it's on the out, you know, he seems to drive on the ball. He, you know, he can't knock it down. It's not a very confident football player right now. And they've got to get him going. They really do. They, you know, they, the fact that Nishan Wright is, is stepped up the way he has If if, you know, right now, if you told me, Hey, you got the three starters and Wright would be my fourth guy. Yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Kelvin Joseph as my fourth guy. It just would not be. No, I I think that that's dead on. If we're just talking about from the perspective of who has been the better player, and it's a, a meritocracy, as yeah. the old Jason Garrett line, um, then it, it should absolutely be Nishan Wright as number four. In fact, I know some people, you know, it, it's it's been a little more subtle, I think, than a guy like Wright. But you're hearing buzz out of there that they really like what they've seen from Deron Bland. Another See guy. that's where and I, and my my thing. I haven't seen Bland get burned. I haven't seen Bland. Maybe I'm watching the wrong thing because I haven't just I haven't seen Bland. It's one of those where like these other ones I've noticed. Yeah, and maybe that's bad on my part. You know, and that's why I'm looking forward to these games, the practices, stuff like that. That maybe that 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 he gets to show up because he'll be playing a lot in these preseason games in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, some other guys who stood out, I think. When the Pats came on, a guy who missed today due to COVID, we talked about it a little bit. When the Pats come on, I think uh, Rico Dowdle's speed yeah. just looks different. He looks like a different football player. Uh, CeeDee Lamb has really stepped up uh, since the Pats came on. Um, Oso Digizua, another one. And, and the guy that – we'll talk about competitions here in a second. I don't understand how left guard is still a competition we're talking about because since the Pats have come one on – One of the great mysteries of you, this camp. Yeah, as powerful as I think we thought Tyler Smith was, and as much as it flashed in some of these practices, it's just overpowering in these practices now that the pads are on. He is moving anybody and everybody. 360-pound Quentin Bohanna is getting blown off the ball. That is a powerful football player. And to me, that's just the easy starter at left guard. Uh, but that's a, a guy that I think has just gotten better since the Pats come on as Tyler Smith. Yeah, that was always going to be – his game was always going to be about power – leverage, uh, ability to drive. Uh, yeah, I, I think with, with Tyler Smith, but like we've talked about, it's one of the great mysteries that, you know, that, that Connor McGovern continues to get those first snaps with the, uh, with that first group. And so we'll see it, it might, when we get to, again, with these first preseason game, it might be Tyler Smith's getting the start and here we go. You know, with with no Dak with no Dak Prescott playing in the first, and he probably not going to play in any of these preseason games. All his work is going to be in these practices. Uh, you know, maybe it's not so much important to have, uh, you know, um, Connor McGovern or or Smith in front of him, just because from a protection protection aspect, you know, it's going to be Cooper Rush and others. You uh, you you mentioned Fajoko briefly there the other day, talking or earlier on the show. Showed a burst today. Man, I think that in the, these last couple practices with the pads on, he's yeah. looked better. Well, what's happened is his speed, whether when you watch his speed, when it's just T-shirts and shorts, probably not impressive. But then when everybody else who can run puts on pads and they slow down, he seems to have that extra that extra gear. Yeah. And I think that really surprised Diggs on the top of that route where he, you know, and, and you could probably find it on, yeah. yeah, you can, if you're a Cowboy fan, you probably follow a lot of these folks on Twitter, you know, the David Hillman's, the John Mishota's, the Michael Gelkins, those guys that post all these videos, you could see Simi Fajoko with a different gear to get away from 
to get away from Diggs to go get that football. Yeah, and I think that the Cowboys have felt like, okay, this guy definitely has all the traits. We just want to see it become consistent. Right. And I think that that's been a big thing for Simi Fajoko in his favor was we saw him at minicamp. He had a great practice there at the end of minicamp. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, let's see if he carries it into the training camp. And then he did. He carried it in with the shorts and everything right. else. Now that they're in pads, I feel like that's showing it more. His size, his strength, his ability to bully a guy like Kelvin Joseph or or even a guy like Trayvon Diggs at times or uh, Jordan Lewis. He is able to make an impact whether he's you know gotten gotten free and gotten some separation or just even those contested catches. Strong hands, big body. I think all of that's been been really positive. You're listening to the Love of the Star. The Love of the Star, of course, is an Odyssey podcast. Uh, you can listen to it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.